You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now this, I'll ask a question. Of course. Jazz question. And you get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Late on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! All right, hello and welcome to this Lay It On Me, 30 Rock Edition. Uh, This is one that we've been trying to put together for a while, and I'm very excited about. I don't know about uh, the other gentlemen in the studio. I'm joined today by Ken and Matt. How are you doing? Hey. Doing good. I think they're also also hate a Neil who's in the studio eating a grilled cheese on the floor. What up? That he only started like two minutes ago, and I looked down, and he's like halfway done with his grilled cheese. He is powering through today. He's taking so. his union mandated break, so, <laughs> which he is allowed to do. And we are joined today, not in the studio, but via Skype, uh, by Grant Dalgo. Although I'm sure I'm butchering it a little bit. No, that's actually that's pretty good. Perfect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and. Um, how you maybe got into 30 Rock, because that's um, that's something you and I apparently have an affinity for. Uh, yeah, I uh, I find myself constantly having to introduce people to the show. Um, it's easily my favorite sitcom ever. Um, I found out about it from people making an inside joke about Meat Cat, and <laughs> I had to find out what that meant, and that led me to watching the show. So... Um, it was the best thing I've ever found. I, I feel like the gags from 30 Rock are especially inside. Because mm-hmm. the humor is very absurdist. So if you're not on the level, it's gone. Especially yeah. once And without it, context, it's just nonsense. Yeah, when, when it gets to the later seasons and they're just making fun of Comcast and NBC and some of the other stuff, it's kind of like it's super inside. Or, um, or marketing. Yeah. Or like their, their advertisers. and Yeah. Like, this Snapple seems really refreshing. <laughs> so so to the uh, listeners who have not seen 30 Rock, turn off now. Yeah. <laughs> you will not enjoy this. No. Or maybe you will. I don't I know. I mean, out of all the ones we've done, I think this one probably would be one of the harder ones to get into if you don't like it. So. Uh, that's okay. Keep listening. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have some wisecracks that you can enjoy. Hopefully. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, so I think we, I think we're, are we ready to get started? Sorry. Yeah. Is this going to cover all 19 seasons of 30 Rock? There's only... There's only seven seasons, I think. <laughs> seven seasons in a movie. Sounds good. Thanks, Abed. Yeah. It's being brought back by Fox, right? Is one that of how these, that works? I don't know. One of these days we're going to have to do it. Um, all right. So I wrote these of varying difficulty because I didn't know my audience. So you might completely walk these or 
you know, I'm pretty, you might, you probably will. <laughs> so let's get started with question one. We'll see. All right, Grant, are you ready? Lay it on me. What is the name of Floyd's girlfriend when he first meets Liz? Um, I know he calls her Kit Kat. Uh, I think it's Caitlin. So uh, I don't know if you remember, there's a, a little bit of a mix up with uh, stuff being delivered to Liz on accident. Oh, when he meets her. <laughs> so that would be. Uh, uh, that was really, really easy. And I overthought <laughs> it. She was Liz Limler. I had the wrong girlfriend. It is Liz Lemler. <laughs> I'm going to give him credit. Oh, you want to keep score on this one? I don't think it matters. Well, we need to find out what happens with Tom Cruise. The, the points don't matter. That's fair. Question two. What special gift does Jack give Liz uh, for Secret Santa? For Secret Santa. Oh my gosh. It's been a while since they've seen these. I'll give you a hint. There's a, there's a, it's a very specific tie-in to uh, something, uh, her high school, if that uh, jogs your memory. Yeah, I feel like this is the one where... She is. This is the one where she played football. Gosh, I am drawing a blank. Okay, fair enough. So, um, in the episode, um, th- it's basically alluded to that Jack is the ultimate gift giver, and uh, right. he gives her a copy of her performance, a program of her performance of The Crucible, from when she was in high school, framed in wood was- from her high school stage. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I absolutely knew that. You know, I hear you guys say like the microphone like just takes away 10 points, but I never really believed it until right now. <laughs> Funny story about the Crucible. My uh my friend from high school was in the Crucible starring as John Proctor. Uh we're in the video store one day and I go, "Oh yeah, you and uh Daniel Day-Lewis shared the role of John Proctor." And he goes, "Yeah, who was better?" <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Ken, were recently at, uh, Ken and I were recently at John Proctor's grave. Yeah, that's right. In Salem. Not Matt. No, not didn't, Matt. Didn't make it. But Neil was there, right, Neil? I was there. <laughs> How's that grilled cheese, Neil? Uh, the grilled cheese is pretty good. A little dry since I waited to eat it. But I have a hot dog waiting for me. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So there are only two things in the entire world that Kenneth really loves. Name one of them. Oh, I can maybe name both television. I'm I'm hoping you might, I'm hoping you might be able to name both. <laughs> uh, I think if if I'm thinking of the right instance, he says television and everything. Oh, very close. Uh, if, enough for credit, but he says everyone and television. Oh, close <laughs> there's only there's only two things that I love in this world: everyone and television. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to question four. This one's more of a shotgun-style question. I'm looking for uh, two of Jenna Maroney's chart-topping hits from the series. So you just have to name two of her classic songs. Um, Muffin Top for sure. And... God, she's the worst. <laughs> she's my absolute favorite fictional character. Have you seen... There's a, there's a Twitter called um, Donald Maroney, and it's Donald trump photos with jenna baroni quotes and it's amazing um i want to say muffin top and then uh, as a guess i would say the song she sang in the finale the roger ah that that is that is correct the roger and muffin top um also there was a uh, chocolate rainbow 
Choke Me, Choke Me, Blonde Like Choke Me. That was a number four That's single. That's what I was trying to think of. That was a number four single in Japan. <laughs> uh, don't forget her classic, I Caught Crabs in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, balls. Balls, 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 balls. Uh, Chunk of My Lung. That was the Jackie Jorp Jomp uh, parody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Farts Aloud, Kidnapped by Danger, and It's Your Birthday Slut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you a sign that says that on your next birthday. <laughs> Ooh, which is in about a month. Yeah, it's also my 30th birthday. <laughs> I'm going to die soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, got, that got dark fast. All right, on to question five. We're all going to die. It's true. Why is Jack most likely wearing a tuxedo? Because it's after 6 and he's not a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. It is after 6 p.m. What does he look like? What am I, a farmer? (laughs) Question 6. Practitioners of this fake religion may wish you a good Merlin peen. Uh, That is the uh, made-up religion of Verdukianism. Ah, yes, Verdukianism. (laughs) These are very impressive. I I don't know like half of these. Good Merlin peen, Matt. I've I've only been through uh, once or twice. Yeah, same here. I don't know any of these. <laughs> Question seven. There are a few shows within 30 Rock, notably TGS, but also Gold Case. What was the name of Mrs. Jordan's Real Housewives style show? This one's a nod to Neil, even though he doesn't like the show. I know this one. This is one actually. Because he would totally watch I, this. Yeah, this was a this was an amazing storyline. Um, it is Queen of Jordan. Queen of Jordan, correct. And uh, there's a there's a notable alumnus who moves on to. Uh, Tina Fey's next project yes. as uh, as her good friend in that show. <laughs> Titus Andromedon, I believe, mm-hmm. in uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Pinot Noir. Yeah, so good. That's another show we should do with 30. All right. Yeah. <laughs> episode four. Yep. Question eight. Liz notably signs a TV deal after the re- release of her book, Deal Breakers. What's the full title for Deal Breakers? Oh. Um... The full title of the book or the show, or is it the same? The The TV show is just Deal Breakers, but the, the book has a full title. It's Deal Breakers, colon, getting and this, then the, the subtitle is great. <laughs> getting this question wrong is a deal breaker, just so you know. <laughs> That's a deal breaker, ladies. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with it. Fair enough. I had to, I had to look back on this one because I knew it was something funny, but I couldn't quite remember it myself. It's Deal Breakers. A girl's guide to shutting it down. <laughs> oh, I was gonna simply say shut it down, but I knew that wasn't right. I think uh, me and Jeff learned a little something about shut it, shutting it down while watching New Girl That's the true. other day. There's, too. A, there's a pretty great uh, shut it down in New Girl. Question nine: What's Twofer's real name, and how did he get the nickname Twofer? Okay, um, his real name is James Spurlock. Be careful if you and... get the second part wrong; it might be a little racist. <laughs> Oh, God, now I'm second-guessing myself on that. Um, <laughs> because I think the right answer... Okay, uh, I'm just going to say because he is both black and gay. Hmm. So, uh, Or is it because he's a nerd and gay? You're pretty close. So um, he is both a Harvard man and a black man. Oh, so you get a two-for-one there. That must be just the way they pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> we, we set you up. Yeah. We're going to isolate yeah. that audio of Jeff and Makes play it all sense. the time also. <laughs> We're going to give you half credit for that. <laughs> Do you remember the drops on Loveline of no. Dr. Drew that just made him sound like a horrible yeah. person? <laughs> they take out of context lines of Dr. Drew and just roll them back. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's a twofer. Uh, qu- 
Question 10. Tracy Jordan enlists, two, enlists Tufer's help to write a Norbit-esque movie for him based on which person's life in which Tracy would play all of the parts. Um, I believe... I don't want to get it mixed up with the movie he was directing. That was Harriet Tubman. I think it was uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yes. After believing he was uh, related to Thomas Jefferson, he decided to do a Norbit-esque style biopic where he would play all the roles, including Sally Hemings. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. That's one of uh, two or three occasions where he he plays a white face character. Yeah, he's in, in white face. I was like, I remember, I remember distinctly <laughs> it's him. So good. And I couldn't remember if it was him or Ben Franklin, and I was kind of torn on that one. No, it's uh, there's the there's the where he invents the lazy Susan, which was always my favorite part of that. <laughs> I shall call her Susan. <laughs> uh, question eleven. Rachel Dratch plays many a character throughout the show. But one of her best pieces may have been when she was impersonating which actress whose movie credits include Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Um, I believe that was Elizabeth Taylor. Quite right. It is Elizabeth Taylor. That, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I can see the image in my head now and it's a bit disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's just bringing me and uh, my fresh cup of coffee because well, he's well the intern today. That's true. Yeah. He's the intern every day. But. How many questions you got? 15. 200? Typical. Uh, just for today, I've got 15 prepared. I have more written, but... And a fun bonus 200 one. 200 questions, one for every season of 30 Rock. It's true. Question 12. What is the profession of Liz's fictional husband, Mike Dexter? Oh, yeah, that is astronaut Mike Dexter. It is astronaut Mike Dexter. <laughs> That's, one of, that's another one of my favorite running gags throughout the show. So Liz is very <laughs> hopeless in love. And uh, so she makes up a fictional husband who's very amazing. And the profession of choice, astronaut Mike Dexter. That's why he's gone all the time. That does explain it. He's hanging out with uh, Dr. Spaceman. <laughs> that, that actually is cleverer than I realized. <laughs> all right. Question 13. Get back. It's time for this holiday celebration, which is a clever mashup with one of Atlanta's biggest rappers. Although he was born in Champaign, Illinois. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I, I didn't think you did. He's always rapping about the dirty. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is Luda Christmas. Luda Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with the after, after, after party? Yes. Come on, Liz. Let's go to the after, 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 after party. <laughs> All right. Question 14. Tracy Jordan has made millions with many of his different ventures by acting in films and on TV. 
But one venture in particular makes Tracy a billionaire. What, what, uh, what makes Tracy a billionaire? Hmm. Let's see. I'm not sure, but I will guess, was it the Tracy Jordan meat machine? Ah, not the meat machine. Uh, he becomes a billionaire by the developing a porn video game. Oh, the porn video game. Called oh. Gorgasm. The Legend of the Dong Slayer. That was my uh, oh, gosh, that was my favorite that. episode, by the way, when he <laughs> yeah. when they're spoofing Amadeus. Yeah, and he's doing the and that has the Uncanny Amadeus. Valley thing in it too. Yes, yes, it does. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a really good episode. That's hands down my favorite. Yeah. All right, and question fifteen. This will be the last regular question. I have one fun bonus one after this. What rare disorder does Jack's fiance Phoebe suffer from? Oh my gosh! Does it have a did she say a technical name? Um, I know she has bird bones. I, I'll accept. I I'll accept know, that for credit. Av- avian bones. It, or yeah, something. she has. She suffers from avian bone syndrome. She avian she bone has bone hollow syndrome. bones. Yeah. <laughs> now that's not. She that's shakes not. their hand and she says, "Oh, my bones." I have. I have avian bone syndrome. I have hollow bones. I have little bird bones. <laughs> what what, what was that, Neil? Call me Mister Glass. <laughs> A little unbreakable <laughs> little throwback. Un- yeah, a little unbreakable throwback. I like it. And uh, all right. So how did we uh, how did we do, Matt? So uh, I'm going to give him credit for 11 and a half out of 15. Nice. So. Well played. Hey, well played. It. So uh, Mr. Cruz. Uh, After a rough start. Gotta, we got to defer to Mr. Cruz and see how you fared. And it looks like you survived. Good job. I, I think to date I'm still the only person <laughs> to die yeah. at the hands of Mr. Cruz. Oh, you, and you died miserably. Horribly. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was quite. Was we'll that have, was we'll, that the Lord of the Rings one? No, it was the um, Game of Thrones one. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll have to have a Game of Thrones redo Someone before before the last season. Someone called Jeff on wanted to face him one on one on Game of Thrones. That's it was, fine. They'll walk a, all over me. It was a real red wedding in here. So. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> all right. So for bonus, I have what? Just one more question. If I said uh, if I said the name Biju, who would that remind you of? Who's Biju? Oh, that is uh, that is Liz Lemon's alter ego in the sex line commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real lemon party. I, I didn't know if that would if would jog memory fast enough, uh, so I kind of put that one for a bonus. It's personally one of my favorites mm-hmm. in the entire series. It's really gross and awkward. I love it. And by gross, it's I mean so her good. her performance is absurd. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> call now. <laughs> well, congratulations, Grant. It looks like you survived the late on me. Awesome. Thank you. It was real. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Questions were of an adequate skill level. I'm trying to, I, I always have trouble writing these. You see how we did. That's yeah. true. That's true. Jeff needs validation after writing questions. It's, this is normal of what we ask our guests. Well, I always so. feel like I'm beating up on people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They were good. They were uh, challenging, but you know, gettable for sure. Fair enough. So w- one of my favorite things to do after a lay it on me is ask, um, since obviously there's a lot to cover in 30 Rock, what are a couple of your favorite moments uh, in particular that we may have missed? Um, one of my personal favorite moments was when um, Jenna and Tracy were arguing over whether it was harder to be a black yes. man or a woman. <laughs> and when Jenna comes out in full blackface singing the song from The Wiz, it kills me every yeah. time. That's a, that's a pretty fantastic episode. Yeah, and then I think like Liz and Jack are talking in the hallway. Uh, was, is yeah. Tracy already there? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he comes out. And, Tracy was there. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, he's in. He's doing uh, like his white face. It's woman. Uh, basically white girls. The, yes. The Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Marlon Sean movie. And then uh, Jenna comes strutting down in the whiz, and Jack just has this look on his face. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's priceless. That's a great it was episode. Perfect. 
it really is a good show. It's not it's not my absolute favorite as far as comedy shows. Um, I'm probably always going to be an Arrested Development fan. It's not on Netflix, so I haven't watched it in a while. And that's yeah. kind of the downfall of it. It's it's on I think Amazon. It's on now. Hulu. Is on Hulu. Oh, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah, oh, but I don't want to click on another app. That's the problem. Click <laughs> click the app. <laughs> Nope. I know what you mean, though. I rewatch The Office because it's on Netflix. Yeah. Like, it's so easy. Even though give I... them your email address. That's all I have to do. Uh, I'm so lazy. Uh, fair enough. Well, thank you so much, Grant. Uh, it's good that uh, we had you on today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this is a game that I'd written quite a long time ago, so I'm glad that we found uh, a uh, someone who was excited about 30 Rock. I don't know. Yeah, and remember to all, yeah, yeah. all of our list- all of our listeners too. If you know if you have a category that you feel like you can, you know, pass the test, and uh, just send us an email over trivialitypodcast.com. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we did a lay it on me, so we're looking to definitely dip our toes back mm-hmm. in that water. Or conversely, if you really like a show, but like me, feel like you do very poorly at trivia at it, um, and you want to write a game or questions, you know, feel free to reach out to us as well. We're always excited to have people on. Yeah, give us free content. That's what we like. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like that. It really isn't. There's a lot of really great shows out there that we don't watch. Um, One that we get questions about all the time is Archer, mostly because our trivia host personally badgers us for that one all the time. Our personal trivia host. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We've reached that level. We have our personal trivia host. So if anyone wants to go one-on-one against me. What's that? I believe that game is done if anyone wants to go one-on-one against him. Uh, Although I've heard rumor that uh, the Archer game may be written, so um, we might be calling Jason out pretty soon. So maybe something like Archer, but not necessarily Archer. And (laughs) if anybody wants to play against him, maybe we could do that. Yep. Thank you so much uh, for Grant joining us today and uh, my fellow co-hosts Ken and Matt. That was Triviality. get to your problem in a minute have you had a chance to think of my zinger well it's almost thanksgiving everybody and i know what this crowd's giving thanks for estate tax reform (laughs) that is terrific i really enjoyed that but do you think it's too topical damn i wish this event were tonight it's not tonight when is it february why are you wearing a tux It's after six. What am I, a farmer? It's six. Come on. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.